Welcome back to TikTok, the mess that is my mind. Cheers. We've got my favorite beer here. Shout out to 1664 Cronenberg Blanc is the best beer in my opinion. I love it. It's such a light, refreshing five percenter. You know, it's fresh and fruity right on the label. Tells you what it is right there on the label. Gotta love a product for um, just getting to the point in that regard. But cheers, everyone. Episode eight. We just released the one with my grandmother, Wilma's Wisdom. If you haven't checked that one out, go give it a listen. Bless my grandma for doing that with me. It was her first podcast. I'm like holding this up, this beer, if I'm <laughs> as if it's like an advertisement, this whole introduction. It was my grandmother's first time sitting down in front of a camera like that and just talking. Uh, you know, it was, it was new for both of us. I mean, the next day I went to uh, sit down with my friend Nav and you guys will see that next week. That's the next episode coming out. Super excited for that one. Nav and I met in school, but of course my grandma's known me for my whole 25 years of life. So for a first episode, she did a great job. It helped you guys get to know me a little bit better. I mean, there was a few points in there that were a little, um, I don't want to say personal, but even when she was mentioning my graduation dress and, and sort of me not fitting in, of course I naturally felt a little emotional when she said that. I mean, I even listening back to that or when I was editing, I like I got choked up. I still do listening back to it because when I was going through that time, I didn't necessarily realize that's when when she said that I had vocalized it's because I didn't feel like I fit in I don't even remember that you know I don't remember like I just remember the emotion behind you know my grade 8 graduation and how it was like before high school and there was just this big build-up to things at least in Canada anyways because I went to a different school just for grade 7 and 8 before going to a different school for high school. So it was sort of this end of my youth, but also like, you know, in grade eight, you kind of want to look hot and stuff, right? It, it was a really trying time. You know, I, I think a lot of us that sort of just persevere through hard times and focus on the good, it's such a great way to, to get through those hard times, but you know, your mind sort of blocks things out. And then I forgot what it was like to be the grade eight me who just really didn't feel like she fit in. I had a really cool group of girlfriends, you know, naturally in grade eight, there's falling outs and, you know, you're all discovering who you are, or at least you think you are. I mean, granted, it's, it's a lifelong journey, like I've said, but I had girls that were, they all came from such different families. It wasn't all just mother and father. Like it was blended families, single, single mothers, a whole mix of things, right? But I, so I never really felt like, oh, I'm really missing out not having a, a mom or a dad, at least when it came to that time. But apparently I did. Apparently I didn't feel like I fit in and and I was uh, super sassy when it came to me not being able to shop with my, you know, with my mom. Like I felt I, I should be entitled to, right? Anyway, it was a great great time sitting down with her and um I just love her to bits and I hope after watching that you guys um I mean not that you got to know her super well but the connection between us is strong the love between us is there and um anyway cheers to Wilma cheers to episode eight 
cheers to her wisdom that she'll continue to share with me and I'll continue to share with you. <laughs> Two weeks post chemical peel, we're feeling real good about it. I'm about a week out, two weeks out from my next one. I go for my second one on April 5th and we're gonna go, you know, next level intensity. So I'm really excited to continue to update you guys on the results of that, but just know that for now, I'm back to sweating profusely. I'm back onto my running kick. I've run like three times this week, every single time better and better because I'm a boss ass bitch in my new running shoes and uh, with the weather being nicer too you're just that much more motivated to get the summer body goals just get to a better place even mentally like gosh if it wasn't for running I would I I mean I've already lost my mind obviously but it would have just it would have been in a way worse place if I wasn't able to go running and escape these walls with all of my favorite shit in it, but you still got to get out of it and breathe fresh air, explore the neighborhood, do good things for your health. And running just is checks all those boxes. Also, you just get to listen to your favorite music. I kind of switch it up when I'm running. I love rap music, of course, like Future. I don't know why. Future's really on my running playlist nonstop. I know I'll be getting back into biking, of course. I've got a take my bike in, get a little tune-up, get the tires filled up with some air, and naturally with Toronto being a pretty big bike city, I mean half of our major road is pretty much bike lanes, Bloor Street, but uh, regardless, I'm not really one to bike on a main street, I'm more into like trail running and going through the forest and um, it sounds a little weird, but there's a cemetery I really like biking through. It's a... Uh, <laughs> it's just like it's such a historical cemetery there's gravestones that have been there for centuries and gravestones for really influential people nonetheless Trono is like bike crazy so a lot of people are getting their bikes tuned up right now so I'll patiently await for that because uh yeah mentally like I've needed those outlets this week. I've tried it all. I've tried journaling uh, in addition to my running. I haven't really gotten into journaling with the exception of the gratitude journal like I've mentioned. But uh, I had a I had a venting session not with Amy, not with my therapist, but with my my best friend now. Thank goodness for her. And she recommended journaling and although I'm really hesitant to sort of sit down and intentionally put my words to paper it's an exercise that I think is really beneficial to practice because kind of like this podcast I'm just getting words out I'm just thinking and speaking all at the same time whereas with journaling it takes a lot at least in my case takes a lot longer to write than it does for me to speak so I, you're forced to be intentional with your word and catch up with your word and and that's something that I'm trying to practice, being more intentional with my word, kinder to myself, kinder to the way that I speak to people. And uh, I think journaling may, may be, you know, where I start to conquer this challenge and where I start to really put the practice, walk the walk, do the thing to reach the goal, right? So, so in addition to journaling and doing my exercising and eating healthy, having baths, 
walking my dog, listening to music. I mean, it's all really simple stuff, but it's it's really necessary, especially when you're going through another challenge, another one of life's challenges. Inevitable, inevitable challenges. I was watching, there's a podcast, Three Girls, One Kitchen. Shout out Lana Rhodes and the rest of the crew. Not that they'll ever hear this, but they were uh, interviewing one of the co-hosts, Olivia, and one of the questions was, I mean, the episode was titled Daddy Issues, but one of the questions was sort of, do you feel like not having a dad in your life has impacted you? And I like to always think of the the positive. I mean, I'm focusing on the negative is not going to bring my parents back, so why why would I do that? That's sort of the mentality I've fallen into. But I think it's an interesting topic to explore. I really wish that I had more parental guidance in my life, truly. It makes me who I am, you know, being that I haven't really had that. However, I really wish I had a dad to just be like, Jennifer, like, why the fuck are you dating this guy? Jennifer, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, you know, and I wish I had my mom to be like, you know, to just like, and you know, on that thought, I wish I could have a beer with my dad, you know, and just have him be like, okay, kid, okay, kiddo, like, let's reel it in figure out the fucking plan and move the fuck on because you know life's too short my mom died when she was 32 that's seven years from now if I think about myself sort of through that lens you know my mom had her own business she had a child she she had done so much shit in her 32 years and I have so much so much more time to accomplish it and I'm just so motivated to get stuff done and and I wish that I just had because the fire is under my ass. I just don't have, other than myself, really somebody to hold me accountable to these things. Which is fine. I'm just complaining. I'm just venting. Who knows? On one end, you could have a father telling you what not to do, who not to be with. But on the flip side, you could have a very controlling and restrictive father who's doing the opposite. Telling you, you know, exactly who to be with, exactly what to do. Even though it might not be anywhere in line with what you want thinking wishfully here <laughs> what would it be like to have a a cool father i mean i although my father made like a ins- indescribable life altering mistake i was told he was a really cool guy so I, i've met with a psychic medium who told me he apologizes he wasn't in his right mind all of these things and and i just really would um You can't turn back time, but I really would just love to be having a beer with my mom and dad. Go on another camping trip. Go on, you know, go dress shopping with my mom. Go do stuff. And uh, and that's just me venting because I kind of feel alone right now. I do feel alone this week. Thank goodness for my best friend Nav. Thank goodness for my dog lion. Thank goodness for my inner strength that I've adapted from women like my grandmother, my aunt Colleen, and just, I, the list goes on. Thank goodness for all of that. I'm very grateful, very optimistic. I always, as much as my default can sometimes be reactive, negative, angry, frustrated, give me some time <laughs> to clear my mind, be rational, seek some clarity and really quickly that transforms into 
optimism, positive energy, and and I'm trying to think of what shift really happens in my mind when that occurs. But time, I know I always say this, time heals all, time is really powerful. I was joking to Nav, I wish, kind of like how there's, you know, if you're facing, you know, and I'm, I'm just adding light and a little humor to this subject, but if you're, at least in Canada, if you're, you have stage four cancer or you're just, you know, the illness that you have is, you essentially just would rather, rather pass on, essentially to be euthanized. You can be put under. So in the same sense, <laughs> it's almost like I just want to be put into a coma. I'd like to just skip forward to the part where I'm like a better version of myself. You know, I mean, you, it's great to do the healing and put in the work, but like, can we just skip forward to like where I'm happy and the time has passed and I'm, I'm in a good place? It's like, just go right there. <laughs> Colleen, my aunt who I grew up with, she always had tarot cards, oracle cards, just uh, dream journal books, like different, um, you know, it would sort of translate like, oh, if you had a dream about your teeth falling out, it means that you, you feel like you're anxious and you've lost control. Or, you know, if you have a dream where, you know, your dog ran away or something, you might feel like you're... Um, you're struggling to be organized. I don't know. It just sort of translated dreams or she always had really cool, um, just really alternative, uh, stuff around. Nonetheless, we did a tarot reading and I'm on a mission to open my heart chakra. Okay. I, I do meditate. I love meditating. I haven't prioritized meditation as much as I should be, as much you know, even last summer, I was in such a great place, physically, emotionally, mentally. I was so in my zone, and I'm thrilled to get back to that place. I mean, the nice weather really helps. It, in fact, it's a major factor in me, being in a better mood and a better place mentally. But uh, I felt I had all my chakras aligned. I felt like I was in a good place. You know, and then certain people come into your life and sort of throw you off course. They teach you things, right? Like really positive things. But then they also just throw you off course and take away from you and take away from your essence. Mostly because you allowed them to, right? But granted, you have the ability to reconnect with yourself and, and gather those pieces, align the chakras. And apparently, this one is the one that needs the most work. I'm pointing out my heart. I need to open it up more in order to just accept better things, okay? Because there's no time for negative people and negative things anymore. Good vibes only. Cheesy saying, but it's so true. Good vibes only here, okay? And I'll tell you what is a good vibe. 1664, Cronenberg Blanc, ba ba da ba 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 get yourself a beer. Get yourself a fucking beer and align those fucking chakras Good vibes only, no time for fucking negative energy, all right? <sighs> now, when I was talking to my grandma, we were sort of mainly focusing on friendships, but I want to switch it up to relationships. You know, sometimes in a certain relationship, you might find yourself getting lost in someone who just doesn't serve you anymore, and you don't really know how to leave that situation. You know, you might feel just simply too wrapped up in their world, 
to the point that you've lost yourself so you're in fear of leaving that situation a lot of people and I and I do mention this with Nav a lot of people like to focus on the negative but when the negative does outweigh the positive you do have to ask yourself if that person really is right for you you know whether it's just at that time or in general you know because time you know does reveal all maybe you will be friends maybe you will you know fall back in love maybe you will do all these things but it's not selfish to leave a situation that you you're just not happy in and and you really hope for the best in a lot of cases romantically with friendships but but shit people can be manipulative people can up and leave after 6 years people can tell you that they love you right to your face and that they support you and all you've been through and then go up on a public stage and then just totally rip you apart and make fun of you Try not to be bitter right now. Feeling a little bitter, you know. Feeling a little bitter. I'm starting an art challenge. I'm doing it. I've been dilly-dallying. Dilly-dilly-dallying with this fucking art shit. So, I'm starting a 30-day art challenge. I'm going to be busting out some content. I'm not really trying to be the world's best content creator. I just want to get better at it. Like with this podcast, with Instagram, with TikTok, with anything, you got to put in the work, you've got to practice it, you've got to see what works for you and your audience and, and who collectively wants to enjoy whatever content you're putting out, right? I have my Lion Harbor account, which is going to be not really rebranded, but quickly switched over to my personal art page. We're going to have a TikTok page where we're just busting out content, so I'm excited. I'm... I keep saying excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That's my way of, that's my blanket way of saying, Jennifer, follow through. Otherwise, you're going to be disappointed in yourself. You put in the fucking effort. And like Wilma said, (laughs) nothing worthwhile isn't earned. Something like that. That's the brief way of saying, work hard for a bitch. Otherwise, it's not going to be fucking worth it. So last year, I had the pleasure of serving on my first board, offering my opinion and advocating for youth in regards to children's participation in business. It was a super cool experience for me. It was funded by the king and queen of Scotland. Uh, I was partnered with Ryerson University and uh, professors from you know, located in Edinburgh and everywhere. Like, it was just a worldwide project, but I got to represent the youth of Toronto. And uh, essentially, the resource has come out, but it was really cool to talk about how companies like IKEA and um, even, like, RBC, the company that I worked with for a while, they... They really try to have youth participation, whether it be in internships or even with IKEA, they get children to help prototype new products. And imagination is such a crucial part in the new world and how things are going to form. And I can't think of people that are more imaginative than children. But yeah, serving on the board really put into perspective how much I do love youth advocacy and and working in that space. 
When I'm sad, I listen to disco music. So if you ever come into contact with me while I'm listening to disco music, run. Run for the fucking hills. <laughs> no, but it's it's great. It turns my mood around. It takes me to a different place, a different era. An era I never existed in. But maybe my past self was like some disco queen. And uh, when I listen to disco music, it just reconnects me with her. I love it. I For my 23rd no, 24th birthday when I was in Toronto, we uh, went to the Piston, which is a big funky disco bar. I mean, I'm sure there was way cooler places, but it's the only one I could really find at the time. And it was so fun. It was so fun to put on my big bell bottoms and my go-go boots and bust out whatever moves I thought I had, right? I love, I love dancing. Some of my best teenage memories was just like dancing in the club my friend Devin and I would we would find this like the big speaker and just like be dancing up on the speaker feeling the bass in our body I miss those days I should get Devin on this podcast sometime he uh him and I have some funny stories we could talk about we did a lot of uh a lot of partying a lot of drugs sex drugs rock and roll that's sort of the time the time that Devin and I had together. It's still great whenever him and I get, you know, we're both way more settled. <laughs> Although we're not old, we're just uh, a lot a lot more chill and fine with not being like ravers at this time in our life. I mean, it's, you know, you, naturally you grow out of that. Not everyone, most people, most people. You know, I did some some music festivals, some party, and got it out of my system, and I'm really glad I did. I don't miss, like, you know, random strangers trying to grind up on me and buy me shots, but I just miss the atmosphere, right, of, of being social and being around other people, and just, I, I don't really want to get back to that. I just, I'm a f happy I got to experience it. We've got a bit of a new filming setup today. I'm filming on a new camera situation. The other one was filming in 18 minute increments and that just was not going to do for me. So we had to switch it up. We're trying this out. We can always switch it up again, trial and error until we conquer. I think it looks good. I've been staring at myself a little bit too much in my in the camera, but that's okay. That's all right. I'm I'm just excited to have makeup on and be feeling good about myself. I'm feeling a little bit clear-minded, a little bitter, a little I don't even know. So I thought, what better mood to podcast in than just like this mishmash of emotion? I stupidly told my therapist, oh no, let's wait three weeks for a next session. So I still have some, some time to go. In fact, I'm getting my skin peel and the therapy session all in the same day. So it'll be, it'll be great time for healing. And, um, yeah, I want you guys to hold out for the episode with Nav next week. So much fun getting to sit down with her and just talk about her current situation. She's been all over the place after finishing school with me. She was going to school in Toronto. Now she's back, you know, doing stuff not in Toronto, but that's where she's going to be soon enough because she's, oh, she's so driven and she's... She accomplishes anything she sets her mind to. So it's just a matter of time before my neighbor, my future neighbor Nav, is in Toronto with me. So anyway, episode with her is coming next week. 
In the meantime, you know where to find me. Okay, this is getting to be old hat at this point. No, I'm just kidding. If you're brand new here, or if you haven't already subscribed on the podcast platform you're listening on, or the YouTube, if you're watching visually, please do so. It means a lot to me just to receive a rating, thumbs up, comment. I want this podcast to be shared with everyone. I know I've got analytics on Anchor that are telling me this is pretty well an international thing. I mean, shout out to my listeners in Ireland. Shout out to my listeners in Vietnam. Shout out to my listeners in South Africa. And uh, shout out to my listeners in California. California knows how to fucking party and I really hope that I can come see LA before it totally goes to shit like the rest of the fucking world. But if not, that's okay too. Lion, should we take a road trip to Malibu? That could be fun. Is it even legal? Who cares? (laughs) Cheers to better days, better skin, bigger butts. Guys, don't forget what you deserve. Don't forget what you deserve. A lot of girls are like, oh my god, hot girl summer, don't get left behind. That's not my mentality. My mentality is don't settle for less. Focus on yourself. The best is yet to come. Alright guys, thanks for listening to my messy, messy mind that just needed to get some stuff off of her tits. So, hope you enjoyed it. If not, I'm not offended. But tell me down in the comments if you didn't like it. Or tell me what you loved about it. I hope to see you guys soon. Take care. Peace and love. Mwah.